Uh, my topic is the intersubjectivity and uh, intra-subjectivity uh, of applied therapeutic sense-making. So, um, in in I'm thinking of uh, Tony, your 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 diagram there, and and that's the point in where we put these circles around and how we're we're grouping individuals or agents or subjects or whatever words we want to use. Um, the intrasubjective becomes just as important here too. So starting with intersubjectivity, when we think of that, we might have a very simplistic notion of it as two individuals, somebody socially relating. So well, that's already a good start because some people don't even take that into account. They just think about the individual. So that's a step in the right direction. If we look a little bit more deeply, then we can start to see that some pretty cool stuff happens when what we can call subjects come together because there's, there's kind of a gestalt effect. They can do things together that they couldn't do apart. That's exciting. That's interesting. So this is not just two individuals together. It's, you're not just adding the two. You're maybe multiplying them by each other in terms of a kind of force multiplier effect that can happen. Um, and then maybe even more exciting is that when these individuals are decoupled then afterwards, there's the potential for entrainment to have happened, for them to retain certain abilities that they had gained through coupling with the other and to still retain those afterwards. Uh, and this uh, is where Vygotsky's zone of proximal development uh, comes in and is particularly interesting for, for educational purposes, but for everything else too, socially. Um, so that's the starting point, I suppose, thinking about intersubjectivity and sketching it in that way. The intrasubjectivity then is interesting because as we have uh, these various intersubjective experiences, a certain internalization happens in that way. And uh, it may be in a, in a kind of a declarative form, such as these are the good guys, these are the bad guys something that we can speak, something that we can say, uh, or it may be more dispositional. You touch fire a couple of times, you kind of develop a sense of how to relate to fire from then on. These kinds of things get internalized and affect uh, future behavior. Um, if these dispositions or beliefs agree with the facts, they're adaptive. Uh, but the interesting thing is adaptivity isn't just truth values here. So the example I used in my abstract is, if you're very, very hungry at a flat earth believers convention, believing in a flat earth may be adaptive in that moment. So there's a real social context to this, which kind of stands out above truth values per se, and that the context does have to be taken into account in terms of uh, fitness or adaptivity in that sense. But the bit I'm particularly interested in, I suppose, and this comes from my therapeutic background, is what happens when an internalization happens of conflicting worldviews or belief systems or dispositions towards the same thing. And then we end up in an interesting situation where we have a kind of an intersubjectivity playing out internally, as we're alone in a room, essentially, and affecting the way we behave. So this isn't a new notion by any means. It's a very, very old one, and there's um, a number of therapeutic approaches. You see, arguably, we'd say that all therapies address this in some shape or form, but some explicitly address it, and some, some uh, go-to therapies would be internal family systems approaches, uh, voice dialogue therapy, and parts therapies. And basically, they function just like mediation sessions, where the individual in the room is treated almost like you know, a, a number of different positions presenting, all of which are heard and moved between. A little bit like um, if you have a computer, there's one computer, but you're running different programs. 
there's no sense in which that's a conflict. You can kind of make them full screen and then kind of move between them. And um, having these different perspectives doesn't need to be an issue potentially, but it can be to the degree that there's incompatibility between them. And uh, a nice example, I think, of that is if you think of a system like a car. A car has an accelerator and it has a brake. Now, these are literal opposites in terms of what their functions are, but there's no sense in which even polarized opposites need to be an issue potentially if they're used together. We don't tend to accelerate and brake at the same time. Hopefully we have a kind of a, a gentle way in which we move between them and they play well in that sense. So that kind of counterbalance internally, intrasubjectively, then tends to lead to being ourselves one level up, being a better intersubjective component of the bigger systems that we're part of, and I suppose it goes up and down in that sense uh, in both directions. And that's what I'm interested in. That's what I do. That's what I do on Tuesday mornings. <laughs>